And that would be an honor to introduce, ladies and gentlemen of the Freedom Chasers community, introducing our celebrity guest tonight. So he started, he didn't start in real estate. He started in a telehealth education company in 2016 where he went all in. He rolled the dice. He went all in. He emptied a savings account, credit card debt. He went all in and then absolutely crushed it. He grew that company to help thousands of uh, customers all the way across the world. And uh, here's the thing. This is what I appreciate about him so much. He's like, he could hang his hat. He could be like, I'm chilling now because he's crushing it in this telehealth business. He was like, you know what? I'm going to crush it in another space. And it was real estate. And today, our celebrity guest, he's grown his real estate investment portfolio to include $12 million of assets under management. And this is really cool, too. He's like a celebrity, man. This guy's unbelievable. He's been featured in major media productions uh, on Fox News, NBC News, The Huffington Post, Reader's Digest, Women's Health, ladies and gentlemen of the Freedom Chasers community. please. Welcome to the stage, our guest tonight, Tony Stefan. Let's freaking go. Dude, I love it, man. Shout out to you guys. What, what you've got going on here is uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I, I was able to jump on early and hear what you guys are talking about and doing, man. So shout out to you guys. Super excited to be here. Uh, love you guys. Love what you're doing. Um, super excited, man. Super excited. Thank you, Tony. I mean, I mean, you have a thriving community of your own, right? And so I know when we met at Robert Martinez's mastermind, we talked a little bit about that as well. And, and you had us on, we had the privilege of, of coming on to your Facebook group and, uh, you know, chopping it up a little bit after Robert's mastermind. And so, I mean, you're doing some amazing things yourself and we could just learn Marcel, if we could just learn a thing or two of what Tony's doing, man, we'll be quite all right. That's for sure. Yeah. I think it was three, I would say. <laughs> oh man you you guys are crushing it man you guys are absolutely crushing it. yeah you guys are on our podcast and our facebook live too so you guys did it uh, uh did amazing with it so super excited to be here and again congrats to you guys on your success i mean building a community is hard uh building a, a facebook community getting dude, getting 40 people on a zoom let alone on a sunday night I'll be honest with you, you guys told me Sunday night, I'm like, what, are like three people going to be there? You know what I mean? I'm like, let's do it. But I'm like, I hate you. I'll go hype for three people. Uh, it doesn't matter. But uh, shout out to you guys. Super impressed, man. Super impressed. Thank you. Tony. I love it, bro. Thank you. Well, well, well the, the 99% of why everybody's here is not us. It's you, brother. So thank you. <laughs> that's, oh, right. Okay. that's right. That's big facts. I don't, know. I don't know about that, but okay. All right. We'll roll with that. And, and you know what, Tony, it, but it's also because the people we have on here is people that, that have a purpose. You know what I mean? It's it's community with a purpose where we're having a clear target in what we want to trying to accomplish and also give that content, just what you are sharing tonight, right? To reach that goal, you know, it accomplish that purpose that we're trying to fulfill. Um, and that's why Sundays are always special because this is the activation, right? This is, this is where we invite people like you that share, how have I done it? You know, how have I done it? And how can I give you feedback, you know? So you don't have to make the mistakes, for example, that I made, or you can get a little bit of a fast track in how it can work. So many ways, right, that lead to success. But some work for some and some work for others. So it's always so important to have these different kinds of story. And I know your kind of story is actually mega impressive because I remember, we were in Robert Martinez's house, right? And we were mm -hmm. talking about, ah, oh, how many doors do you have? How many doors do you have? And guys, Tony said something really special there. <laughs> and, and he was like, uh, I don't know the exact number of doors that, that you mentioned. I think it was 70 or something like, something like that, 60 to 70. And then he casually dropped, oh yeah, and we own 100% of them. It, 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 it wasn't this like, you know, like we're a syndication multifamily. Oh yeah, we have, 4,000 doors, you know, we have 1,500 doors, 500 doors. But Tony said, yeah, I have 70 doors, but I own all of them, you know, fully, 100% yours, no investors. And I thought that was special. And I know we can Very dive a little bit into that tonight. So that, that'll be a different kind of route to success as well, right? Which is not many people talk about it like that. Um, but the way we get started here, Tony, and I think this is always special too, is with a very simple question. And that simple question is, who is Tony Stefan? 
Oh man, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, great question, dude. So first off, shout out again to you guys. Shout out to my man, Chris. Oh, I saw Chris was on. I was like, I feel like Chris and I might be wearing the same exact blue lemon shirt. <laughs> I almost wore, Chris, I almost wore the half zip. I went with the crew neck today and I'm glad I did. <laughs> that would have been the second time we had the same Lululemon shirt on uh, that we've been together. So no, sh shout out to you guys. Shout out to Chris, everyone here. It's, it's amazing what you guys are doing. And I love what you said too, dude. And you're absolutely right. We can all learn and win from each other. There are a million ways to skin the cat on the way to success, right? You guys did a seller financing deal. I've never done that. That's why I wanted to learn from you guys, right? I'm like, dude, I've heard about seller financing. I've never done that. I wanted to learn from you guys. So shout out to you guys. Uh, who am I? Long story short, there's a long story. So I'll give you the quick synopsis and I'm happy to deep dive into it. First and foremost, uh, I'm a husband. I've been with my wife now for five years, but we I'm 32. We started dating at 20 years old. Um, she has been with me every single step of the way. When I didn't have money going through college uh, and I ran out of student loan money, she lent me like a hundred bucks to buy a lab coat for dietetic school. Um, when I was starting off as a personal trainer, 100% commission, registered dietitian, I've never had a salary. I've only worked 100% commission in the health and fitness industry. Even as a registered dietitian, it's very atypical, right? It's usually like a hospital or like a food service job. It was 100% commission. She fully supported me. When I told her in 2016, I'm quitting my job or I'm making 90 grand a year. I'm taking the 10 grand I have. I'm using the rest on a credit card. I'm hiring this business coach in California. I'm gonna do online nutrition coaching. Before online nutrition coaching was cool. She's like, <laughs> I'm with you. And when I'm like, we're gonna take our money and we're gonna go buy this house in Royal Oak, Michigan. And, and trust me, it's gonna turn into something special. She's like, I got you. So I'm um, a husband first, I'm Christian. Uh, I am a registered dietitian by trade. I still have a registered dietitian business. And just like you guys and everyone here, I'm a real estate investor. So I love that. Amazing. Yeah, Tony. I mean, it's it was it's Andrea, right? Your spouse. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah. great because she was at the mastermind as well. And it was it was just super obvious that you guys are such great compliments of one another. And, and that's cool to hear how she's just been riding with you for that long through the a lot of the downs, right? But of course it's you know yeah. the, it's ups and the downs, right? It goes both ways. So yeah. that's that's fantastic here. I appreciate you. Yeah. Showing love to her, man, tonight. If she if she's around, bro, feel free to have her pop in. Are she, she's around. She she's handling business right now. Though she's like, you go do this. I'm, I'm gonna. There we go. There we go. Love it. Yeah. So Tony, obviously, you know this is focused, you know, for real estate investing. But you had a journey before that that you launched into into the whole world of entrepreneurship. I, I really like for you to unpack the you know the scenario where you went quote unquote all in, right? You rolled the dice, you went all in. And I mean, it sounds like that was a pivotal moment for you, but could you just unpack that, that circumstance for us, man, and enlighten us what happened there? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Great question. You know, I think the only constant in business and life is change, right? So like my whole life from like age 18, I want to be a personal trainer and dietitian. Long story is I lost my mother to a drug addiction at a young age. Fitness really saved my life. Fitness was my outlet. My dad taught me how to do weight training and like some nutrition things and, you know, uh, exercise as a way to have a positive, positive outlet. So I wanted to help others. So my whole life, that's all I wanted to do. Um, I came out of college, 23, registered dietitian, personal trainer, took a job at Lifetime Fitness, struggled a little bit initially, but I really was able to take off. It was all sales and then sales and service, right? Um, I did really well there. I was 25. I was a regional manager. So I was in charge of seven clubs. Uh, I was making about 90K a year. So I was doing great. I, I had it all, man. I had a Cadillac. I had a nice office. You know, I had a nice <laughs> apartment, right? Uh, I felt like I had it all. But I could just kind of feel things were going to change, right? And this is where I really want to teach from my story. Guys, complacency is the enemy to success, right? And the only constant in business and life is change. I felt... Like the field I was in, nutrition, fitness, tele, we call it telehealth, right? Because technically I can do like medical nutrition therapy, right? It was moving online, right? I saw Facebook really taking off. I saw Instagram was really new then. That was before Instagram video. Facebook Live just came about. And I'm like, we can reach people. I was in this little city called Novi, Michigan. I'm like, you can reach people from anywhere, with this ability of the internet. And I'm like, I see people doing online coaching. I think this is the thing of the future. 
I don't think people are going to want to drive to a, a gym to see a dietitian or drive to a hospital and see a dietitian. I think they're going to want to see their dietitian right here. So I found a mentor who was doing it and was teaching it. I studied him. I studied his, his success. It's another big thing. Success leads clues, right? In life, you're going to, you're going to spend one of two things. You're going to spend your time or you're going to spend your money. I'm going to spend my money all day long because money is infinite, right? We, we print this shit. It's not even real, right? We all, we all know the power of debt, right? That's right. But, That's right. But, but new entrepreneurs, and, and we're all entrepreneurs here. If you're in real estate, you're an entrepreneur, man. Um, yep. We, we want to spend our time. Time is the most finite resource you will never get back, right? $30 million doesn't buy 30 more minutes on God's green earth, right? So I used my money to buy back my time by finding a mentor, hiring him from the get-go and starting up. So in 2015, I hired him. Um, I didn't fully leave Lifetime until 2016. There was like a pivotal moment where they're like, we see what you're doing. You got to choose us or them, like us or your business. I'm like, no problem. I'm team Lifetime all the way, baby. I'll take the website down. I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. I go back to my office. I get all my client files. I get all my shit. I give myself two days. I send one email that says, Effective immediately, I resign. That was it. It's the burn the boats moment, right? Um, I, and Tony, I Tony, that, I got I got to yeah, stop you there yeah. because that's a that's a pivotal one, right? How yeah. how did that feel? Like how how was the feeling when when you had because you have all this going right, positive, and then yeah. you have your employer come to you and put this negativity essentially on you, right? Like put yeah. tries to put you back down, right? How did yeah. that feel? Yeah. It was definitely scary, uh, Marcel. You know, I had just bought a house. It's actually one of my rental properties now, but I bought a brand new home. It was like nine months old. The lady built it and left. So I had a mortgage, right? I had that caddy. So I had to go get yeah. the caddy, right? It was not smart, <laughs> but had the caddy. I had liabilities, right? I, I didn't know all this. I didn't know assets to pay for your liabilities. I just was like, uh, you know, we, we grew up broke, man. We were on food stamps. We were on, uh, my, my father lost the house, chapter seven bankruptcy. Uh, like I said, my mother, you know, struggled with drugs. So I was just like, you, you make good money, you go buy the shit you want, you know? Uh, so it was very scary. But and this is where someone, this is where everyone I want to teach here and use my story. So it's called a faith-filled transformation. We are all constantly evolving and changing. Like fun, fun analogy I like to use with my clients. How many, how many times does a lobster shed its shell? What do you guys think? A lobster. How many times do you think a lobster sheds its shell? Let's put it in the chats. Everyone put it in the chats. How many times does a lobster change his shell? Man, that was yeah. hard for me to pronounce. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a tongue twister. 11 to 13 times. 11 to 13 times. And that's very parallel to us as humans. We are constantly wow. evolving and changing and growing, right? So I, I had to choose faith or fear. I chose faith, you know, still had fear, still had fear, just had more faith. And I just kind of had the uh, analogy and just the mindset. And I think everyone else here could probably resonate with this. I'd rather fail going for what I wanted because I knew if I failed, I could learn and get better. I had time, right? Uh, versus just living and wondering what if. So it was a it was a scary moment, but it was the best best thing that ever happened to me, truthfully. And you made a quick decision, right? You said what was it? Two yeah. two two days yeah. or two hours? Yeah. Two days. Well, I went back to my office. I have clients waiting for me. I, ha I had enough time to get all my client information. So I was going to try to take them, you know, take them online. Right. Um, and I pieced out, you know, that was it. So two days. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe that's exactly what you needed. Right. Maybe that's, you were already at that point probably, right. Where that was mm -hmm. the next step for you anyways. But that's the, mm -hmm. that's the scary part, right. But you're a little bit anxious about doing it and you need that yeah. little, positive forceful push let's call it that way right that pushes yeah. you in that direction wow yep that's it brother you got it so yeah guys you you got you have to have faith in yourself you know when, when you invest into real estate you you are starting a business i didn't realize that in the beginning whether you have one house or a hundred it's a business if you treat like a hobby it's going to perform like a hobby right but it is a business stocks is a hobby crypto is Probably a mistake between all of us, but if someone does it, no offense, no offense, no offense. Real estate's a business, man. It is a it is a business. So um, you have to have faith in yourself when you're running a business. Absolutely, no one will believe in you, especially for you guys who raise money. No one will believe in you if you don't believe in you. Right? That's true. 
the, the key to making anyone feel any type of emotion is to go first. So if, like you guys, mm. when you started, there's so much confidence, so much energy, so much passion. Like if I'm a potential investor, I'm investing into that passion and that energy, right? So if you guys don't believe in you, no one will believe in you. So, And that's why confidence is so huge, right? And, and confidence is being gained by taking consistent action, right? Consistent movement week by week by week because it builds on one another. It builds on one another and the more confident the more confident you get because of these small wins, right? You're not going to close that deal in two weeks. You know, you get excited, right? Get excited. And you think, ah, I'm going to close this deal. And, but it's not going to happen in two weeks, man. You got, you got it. You need a little bit more or more smaller wins uh, on the way that lead you there. Right. Um, amazing. Tony, tell us you quit lifetime, right? You said, screw you guys. Thanks for the push that I needed. Amazing. Appreciate you. Thank you. You should, you, yeah. you should, you, you should send them a thank you letter nowadays. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a member still. So I do. I pay them every month because it's a great gym. <laughs> so. I love it. So what, what happened then? So then you went back, you went all in. What happened then? Yeah. The first year was a struggle. Uh, first, another lesson. Most people overestimate what they can accomplish one year in business but underestimate what they can accomplish in five, right? And any business, real estate investing, online business, whatever. So first year was a struggle, man. Barely, barely got through. I took a lot of my clients in person who were still in person. So I kind of did that to make cash. Um, I was engaged. I was engaged and I was doing a men's physique show. So it's like a 20 week contest prep diet. So like I had all sorts of hormone issues going on, you know, it was intense, but it taught me perseverance. It taught me delayed gratification. It taught me never to give up. And it taught me the mindset of planting seeds, knowing they will grow in the future, much like real estate, right? Real estate's not an immediate cash flow, especially if you're value add real estate, right? Um, first year was a struggle. Second year, we started to take off, started to get some momentum, started to learn from my mistakes. Things started to you know, come together. Uh, I think we did like 250K. Every year since then, it was, you know, over a million dollars. Um, and I say that, you know, not to impress anyone, but to impress upon you, um, you just stick with it, man. And cr again, crazy things can happen. We overestimate one year, but we really underestimate five. Uh, now it's a multi-million dollar business, you know, 20 countries, no ad spend. So it's all organic. Wow. wow. Like, we, we, it's so niche. We couldn't run ads. You know what I mean? So um, it was organic, much like you guys, passion driven you know, events, webinars, you know, we ran events from New York and California and Florida, you know, just really like leading it and driving and building it and building community. So yeah, it, it took off after a few years. Amazing. Amazing. Congratulations, brother. Congratulations. Yeah, thank and you and, thank and you e even after all that success, right, you're absolutely crushing it. So, so what was the moment? What was your thought process when you shifted? And maybe you didn't shift, but you added to what you were doing on doing and and that was real estate right so where did that come into play and kind of un unpack the beginning moments of that for us yeah man great question so i i was crap at uh 28 years old i was crap i was cash rich asset poor right mm, okay um, and i started to discover this when COVID happened so my wife and i rented a house in newport beach california because we're from michigan and it's cold here right so we rented a house in Newport Beach, California. Uh, all is good. Then March 20th happens. Everything shut down. I mean, we're like yeah. on Newport Beach. Like they, they come and barricade the beach and like, you know, lock it up and whatever. Online education boomed. My yep. business boomed. But it taught me a valuable lesson. The only constant in business is change. I mean, who would have thought something from across the globe would come in and literally bring the U.S. economy to a screeching halt, right? It scared me. It scared me, but it created awareness. Awareness always precedes change, right? Awareness always precedes change. I was aware, guys. What's the worst number in business? What's the worst number in business? Hmm. I know I'm asking. I'm asking you guys questions. No, that's, that's a good conversation. Yeah, it is. What's the worst number in business? Uh, Tiffany says zero in the chat. I, honestly, I, I was going to say zero too, but I feel like that's too, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's something besides that, man. Yeah. I don't know. It could, it could be zero, but the worst number in business is usually one. I have one mm -hmm. way to make money. 
I have one sales team member. I have one funnel. I have one way to get leads or like you guys, I have one person to raise capital from because guess what? That one person changes or that or leaves or whatever, you're done. I had one way to make money. It was, it was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. But I had one way to make money. That scared me because I saw if co like anything happens, mm -hmm. you're done, right? The yep. people who own yep. a restaurant or whatever, we're done. So we're in California. I'm renting this house. And I had heard about real estate. My business coach and mentor, he owned a couple of single family properties. And he told me to go into real estate and, and think about it. And I'm like, no, my name's not Rockefeller. My name's not Trump. Like, you know, people from where I'm from don't do that limiting belief, right? And then I read a Grant Cardone book and it kind of all just came full circle, right? Because I, we were also having another problem. We were earning a high income. But we were paying a lot in taxes. Mm -hmm. So that started, that was like the gateway, right? COVID, I'm paying, I, it kind of like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm renting this beautiful house. We're paying rent to somebody, right? <laughs> they're right. collecting- they're collecting income. Uh, they say the wealthy use real estate to defer taxes. So I'm like, okay. So that just began all the education. Again, awareness precedes change in, in self-education. Formal education will make you a living. Your self-education is what will make you a fortune. So that started, called up an agent in Michigan. So let's start looking at houses. We came back, started looking at houses. And that's when we bought that first rental property. And then it kind of like snowballed from there. Man. I love that. That that's amazing, and and I think it's interesting uh, how you say that, you know, in in terms of cash, you know, and 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 one way because I always hear from people, money comes, and money goes. The question becomes, where does the money go? You know. Yeah. And and yeah. I mean, if you have a business that that produces income like 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 your business, right, which is providing a service essentially, right? You provide a service yeah. in your business. So that means yep. if you would stop providing that service, and I'm obviously, I'm pretty sure you're not the one providing that service anymore full time, right? You build a business, right. but let's say that you can't provide that service anymore. That money is not going to come in anymore, right? Now, where have you put in the money that you've made? Where did it went? Where did it go, right? Did it go yep. into another caddy or right. 10 <laughs> caddies, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. right. So, and, and. And that's where I think you you definitely then like took the next step, right? So how, how how was that journey? Yeah, yeah. How was the journey with building the real estate up? Yeah. First, yeah. first so you yeah. have your first rental, right? So now you look at one house, right? Or that that was was that your yeah. personal house first, or how did that yeah. swing up? So I had a home. I had a personal home that we had. So we just rented the house for three months in California. Then I didn't know about the power of multifamily. And I thought apartments were like esoteric things, like not available to people like us, right? Um, so I was like, hey, Meredith, Meredith was my client. I knew she was a good agent out here. I knew she did some rental properties. I'm like, where do we, where do we go? What do we do? And she's like, yeah, let's, let's go look at some houses. So we went and looked at houses. True story. I, I did three inspections that all failed. So I, I, I was like negative like six grand for inspections and things like that. Totally not used to this because my online business was very cash flow heavy and low overhead. I mean, a phone and the internet, you know what I mean? So um, we bought the first house. So finally we got one and we put the tenant in. It, it was in such a good area. They filled it. My agent filled it that weekend. So like I closed on like a Thursday and she already had a tenant in Saturday. So it was like huge. That was like the gateway. That was like, okay, this works. Like I see this. We hired a property management company, which I can get into if you guys want. We'd since let them go. We do it all in-house now. Um, but yeah, that was it. Then I bought another house on the street. Then I bought a duplex. Then I bought another duplex. Then I bought a fourplex. Then I bought another duplex. Then I bought my first apartment. And that's when shit really like opened up for me. You know what, what I mean? That's there, when Tony? I was like, what, what happened what there? What, what, why did you go from like a duplex squad to a smaller apartment complex? Like, because for everyone on the call, right? One to four units is considered residential, right? And gets appraised residential. It's basically based on comps across the street, so to speak, right? For, for the most part. Now, when you get into your five and up, that's where the, that's the, your commercial loan, essentially, right? This, this is where the valuation is legitimately based on your NOI and all that stuff, right? What, what, what made you make that shift? 
Uh, two things. Number one, I was about to max out my Freddie Fannie loans. So you can only have 10 uh, residential mortgages in your name. And I was getting like 3% debt, 4% debt. It was good, but it became harder each time because yeah. when you buy a residential property, one to four units, they look at you as the primary source of repayment. My And someone asked in the chat, like, how did you get there? My debt to income was so high. I'm sorry, mm. my debt to income was so low. My income was very high. Our personal expenses were very low, right? Very, very low. And we, we strategically did that. And we had saved before we bought our first property. And again, I, I, if I knew what I knew now, I would have gone faster. We had over a million dollars in the bank just sitting there. You know what I mean? Um, from saving, living below our means, you know, growing the first business, right? Um, so that's why I said I was cash rich, but asset poor. I only had my house, which you could argue is a liability, right? <clears throat> so I was maxing that out. I saw every time I got a loan for a, a duplex or a quadplex, it got harder and harder. They're like, why are you do why are you accumulating so many of these one to four units? You know, like it, it got tougher each time, right? They asked more questions, they want to see more documentation. So I looked at how do you scale? I like, what do you do once you get 10 mortgages in your name? We looked at putting some in my wife's name, but it was going to be the same thing. Then that's when we started to read and study multifamily. Okay, multifamily is a business, NOI, right? Income minus expenses equals NOI. That's how it's valued. Those single family homes, they're valued off comparable sales. It doesn't matter if my fourplex makes 40,000 a year and your fourplex makes 20,000 a year. It goes off the market and the comparable sales. I don't like that. I'm a businessman. I'm an entrepreneur. I like to know if I increase profit and I decrease expenses, I want to increase a valuation. There you right? go. Yeah. So that, and then when I realized, oh, cause I, I looked at my credit report, right. And it's like mortgage, 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 mortgage. <laughs> I talked to commercial lenders and they're like, you will form a new LLC and that will carry the debt. I was like, excuse me. They're like, yeah, it will, you will guarantee it because there are smaller deals, you know, but we look at the more or the uh, property as the first source of repayment. And it's business debt in your, in your business name that will not go on your credit report. I'm like, how many of these business debts can you have? So like, as long as you have the cash flow and the net worth unlimited. I was like, I'm sorry, how many? They're like unlimited. <laughs> That's so right. That, that, was, that was green light for me. So that, that property, it actually came, it was the only apartment I bought on market. We own seven apartments now. We're under contract for an eighth all off market, but this one was on market. It hit the MLS in, in an A plus area here in Michigan, guys. I know because I almost looked at like buying a primary residence there. A plus area, I drove I drove by it. I'm like, Andrea, we, we have to have it. It was listed for 550. I bid because multiple bids, this was COVID still. So everything's multiple bids. People are at home with money, right? Um, multiple bids, I, I bid 660. $100,000, hard money, non-refundable. Wow. Back to just, don't ever do that. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't ever do that. <laughs> don't ever do that. Because it ended up having a bit of uh, environmental issue on phase one. Phase one, for those of you that don't know, phase one is mm -hmm. usually required by your lender. If it's not required, freaking do it. Spend the three grand because it covers your ass, CYA, cover your ass in business, right? Um, test the soil, test the land, make sure it's not toxic. It was built on an apple orchard like 200 years ago was an apple orchard in this farmland area. And the seeds were somewhat toxic or carcinogenic or whatever. So we had to do a phase two. We almost didn't hit the deadline. They were like, you better close here. We're taking your hundred grand. We're suing you. So I'm like, fuck this. Like this shit isn't worth it. You know, like this isn't going to work out. We closed on it. It was a great area. Rents were seven hundred. They're at twelve fifty now. It appraised earlier this year, so I bought it for six sixty. And two guys, and this is where it's important too. Don't listen to anyone else. Don't take advice from anyone in business who isn't doing what you want to do. Like listen to these three guys here because they're actually doing it. Everyone told me I'm an idiot. Why would you spend that much? And, and why would you overpay? Why would you? Why would you do that? It appraised earlier this year for a million bucks. Took all my original capital out. Almost doubled my original capital. Did a cost segregation on in the beginning, took a $125,000 tax credit. Now we, own, now we own it. None of my money in the deal. 
still cash flow is like 1400 bucks a month. That's why I overpaid. You know, I saw what others didn't do. I saw it. And that's why too, guys, if you can start in your own backyard, it's huge. I was there in 30 minutes. I saw it. You know, I, I felt it. I walked it. Grant Cardone talks about that. You got to get that gut feeling. My gut was like, holy fuck, I got to buy this. <laughs> right? So that that was the that was the first one. That was the one I really got it. Wrong I love it. it. You know. And that was a seven unit, right? You said seven. Seven. That was it. Seven units in a barn. <laughs> seven units. I love it. So then, so you you just refied that you said, right? You just or or when was that? When did you refi it? I ref. I think we closed on the refinance January, so we started yeah. last the year before because I bought that in 2021. So it's seasoned. For those of you guys that don't know, you, usually seasoning means one year of ownership. Yeah. To where if you've boosted it, if you've improved it a lot, you want to go back to the bank and try to refinance and get your money out. They usually ask for a minimum one year. Preferably, they like to see a whole year of like tax return on it. I was able to kind of like negotiate. And this is something else I've learned with lenders. Everything is negotiable. Everything <laughs> is negotiable. Everything. Your interest rate, your prepayment penalty, the, the term, the season. I mean, everything. So negotiate. I negotiate over everything. Everything now. I didn't know that in the beginning. So yeah, we re we closed on that earlier this year. Yeah, the refi. Amazing. So Trevor, you go next. Come on, I know well, you want to fire gonna, something away. Well, I'm just curious, man. I mean, what are some of the negotiation gold nuggets you could share with the group? You know? <clears throat> yeah, great question. A uh, couple things. A couple things. Come with the giving hand. Number one, right? Uh, come with value, right? Add value, right? What's the lender's goal? Come to find out lenders don't like people who buy, like especially small community banks, which, you know, we've, our, our biggest deal we're doing is this 56 unit, it's five mil, right? Um, but everything under that has been one to 2 million, right? So we're dealing with local community banks, even on that deal, we're dealing with community banks. They like uh, people who are going to buy a good asset, perform on the asset and keep that asset on their books. Lenders get audited every year. I didn't know this. Every loan the lender has is audited and it's rated on a scale of one to 10 on a risk level. So they don't want risky underperforming loans on their books. And they don't, it does not look good when someone buys a deal, sells the deal, buys a deal, sells the deal. So find out what is the lender looking for in a, a, a lendee, right? Your, mm -hmm. your, your bank is your partner. They're the best partner in the world. They put up uh, 80% of the loans <laughs> and they get their little spread. They don't, I mean, literally think about that from a business partner perspective. What business partner in any business is going to give you 80% of the money and take 3% of the return? You get everything none. else. Yeah, none. none. So I love the bank, right? I, I love the bank. Um, so always create, or, or always come up with a giving hand, create a win-win situation. Leave a little meat on the bone for the seller. I've learned that. Uh, I used to kind of come in and just want to dominate and just want to like kick them in the dick and then kick them again and like make sure they knew I got the best deal. I've learned, leave a little bit of meat on the bone. Let them feel like they got a little bit of a good situation to find out what's important to the seller. Like this seller for this 56 unit, uh, he has not sold in 25 years. He, he owns it outright. Uh, their family owns it, no debt on the property. So I said, what's important to you? What do you need? Quick, easy, close, smooth process. We're 1031 this and 1031 this into less management intensive industrial. Perfect. So I need to be quick, easy, right? And, and do that. And number three, keep your word. Keep your word. Your word is everything, right? People find out it's a small circle. It really is. No. Unless you're in like New York City, right? But it's a small circle, man. And, and people find out, brokers find out, brokers learn about you. I've had brokers contact me and say, I saw you bought this. I heard you, you closed, you came through. What are you looking for? Right. And as you guys know, your network is everything, man. So just, you know, if you That's can right. introduce someone to someone else, it's a really powerful like negotiation thing, right? It's like, Hey, I brought in someone to this relationship. So those are a couple of things I've learned. No, that was solid, Tony. I didn't know about, you know, the banks getting audited on, you know, the, the mortgages that they have out there. So yeah. That was really that was really insightful. And I know we have a question in the chat. Rocky, we're going to open it up for Q&A here in about 10 minutes. 
And before we get there, Tony, we definitely want to unpack the new deal that you have going on that you're under contract for. But I'm just curious with those acquisitions, those multifamily acquisitions, was the capital, did it come from your active income or do you do, did you do any refinances and deploy those funds? Did you do any 1031s? Like, what was that like? Great question. 99% uh, of the capital was from my earned income, right? I believe in a very, like, I kind of did it in a very simple way, right? I grew my earned income, grew my business first, poured into that, right? I took the profits from that earned income, converted it into assets that produce passive income, right? Because we need both in life, right? Even look at GC, Grant Cardone. He's got that big old education company. He's not shutting that down anytime soon, right? He's got that earned income, but then he takes paper and trades paper for assets. Assets that produce income, but also tax benefits. Because anyone who's a high earner knows your biggest expense ends up being taxes, right? So we would save money, invest it, save it, invest it. I sold, to date, I've sold two properties. I sold a house in Las Vegas I bought. I bought it for 540. Someone in six months offered me 610, all cash. I said, sure, I 1031 that. <laughs> and we sold a duplex that was an upper lower, doesn't fit in my long-term plan. Um, we are looking at moving off from our single families completely. Made my money, I've done well with them, but they feel more like parked money versus multiplied money, right? Because they weren't flips. They weren't like big, big, like doubled my money on. I'm not in uh, Arizona or like a Tennessee that their appreciation is so high. You know, they're doing good, but it's slow. So I feel it's parked. So we do want to, we would only 1031 exchange. Big believer in that. Keep the money in the portfolio to grow. Um, and then we did the one refinance and we're under a refinance right now of 20 units, 20 units that I bought as a package. So that would be our second. Yeah. So, so Tony, when you, you said you're going to 1031, you said one of your duplexes or one of your single families, what'd you say? Yeah. So that Las Vegas house, I 1031'd it into a 16 unit. And then I sold a duplex and I did 1031 that as well. Yep. Into what? Apartments. They're all into apartments. Okay. Different apartments that we bought. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm just, I have on the back of my mind, a couple of single family home rentals that I have. And I'm just like, yeah. okay. It's not quite on the situation of park money because we're talking about in Austin, Texas, right? Which is super hot. But at the end right. of the day, it's, it, it's going to be a situation where, hey, I, I want to put that money in a multifamily, man. Dump those assets, like, like GC says, right? Get rid of your trash. It's not trash to me yet, but yeah. <laughs> soon enough it will be, right? And, I, and you know, obviously a 1031 would, would probably make the most sense. And um, I guess I just wasn't quite clear if you could actually 1031 like a single family home into an apartment complex, but it sounds like you can. As long as it's like to like. So like on those homes, like you, you mentioned earlier, I'm hundred percent owner in my portfolio, right? So I could sell the house and trade up as long as I'm the hundred percent owner on each. If I had a partner mm. on this deal, the partner and I have to sell and move it together, mm. right? So okay. um, that's a big thing. And something I challenge you to do that I did, look at your cash flow, look at your monthly cash flow, annualize it out from your single family, then multiply it over 10 years. Now, of course, it's going to go up, but just, just use where it is today, right? If you sold it today, could you get more than 10 years worth of the cash flow? That's where we're at. And we can okay. across the board. So it's like, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a million dollars today or 83,000 or eight, I'm sorry, $8,300 a month for 10 years? Give me the million today. Cause I know I can go turn that into 2 million and 4 million. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's, it's mm -hmm. all about your goal. I, I really learned when you build a portfolio, there are pieces on a board, right? I am always looking at my pieces of how can I, it's, it's a chess, it's a chess board. How can I strategically move these pieces to multiply and get ahead? Right. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Solid advice. That's that, that's that Jedi stuff right there, Tony. Thank you, man. There you go. There you go. Love Tony, it. the Jedi. Tony, let's, let's, let's look at it from a perspective where there might be some people, right. That don't have the business, right. That don't have the, that sure. income. That doesn't mean you can't do it. Right. So you, yeah. you can have your partners, private money lenders, whatever it is, because you, you're not yet, but you're not looking at your 120 unit deal, right? That cost you $15 million or so. You, you, you legitimately 
grew and leveled up step by step, right? You, you said single right. family first, duplex, quad, seventh. Then yeah. I think, and then you were like, what, in between eight and 20, something like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So you level, you leveled up. Um, can you, can you tell us a little bit, you know, about that process, you know, like how you always went a little bit higher? What, what made you take the next step to go higher? Because number one, and then I want to do a follow up question here too. Number one, obviously, you could have stayed just with the seventh, right? You could have just continued and, you know, rinse and repeat, but you wanted more, right? You became more confident probably as well. Um, and then, where did you find the deals, right? You mentioned one was only on the market. What's your major um, acquisition strategy to look at these kind of deals, right? Because 20, 30, these are not the $15 million deals. These are like your, like you said, one, one to two, something like that, that one might be yes. able to swing with a private money lender, with a partner that has a little bit of a deeper pocket. Totally, totally. Man, I get asked that question all the time. So we bought... So after we bought the seven, I bought then an eight and a 12 together. So that's the 20 that we're refinancing right now. Then I bought uh, a 12, a 16, and then two eights, right? All off market. It just was a snowball effect of networking. And like you asked like, well, what if I don't have a business? Here, here's what I do want to teach you guys. You all have a brand. You all have a brand. Whether you're using the brand or not is up to you, but you all have a brand. You all have a social media. Social media is digital currency nowadays. If people know you, they can flow you, right? Grant Cardone. But if people know and like and trust you, they will want to help you get to your goals. That's why what these three dudes are doing, the three amigos here, is brilliant. <laughs> is absolutely brilliant. Who wouldn't want to help the guys who get, what did I say earlier? Come with the giving hand. Law of reciprocity. When you give, I want to I want to help you. I want to get you to your goals, right? It's genius, right? So you have a brand. If you are a real estate investor, you need to be using your brand on social media. Social media is the business card. If you have a business card, I don't want to offend you, throw it in the freaking trash. Because that's what I do when I get when I when I get them. Go get a digital business card where I QR code scan and it sends me to your Instagram, your Facebook page, your LinkedIn, your website right? And you teach me how I can do business with you, right? So it's all about networks. It's all about network. I told my agent, I'm like, hey, I'm done with single family. Who do you know in commercial? She's like, I know this guy. He started calling expired listings. He got me the 20 unit because he sold it to the guy who couldn't manage it and got out. Then I saw another broker. His name is Tom. He's the one who sold me the 12 and the two eights. He would list things on the market, uh, he, list, he sold an 18 unit on the market on the MLS, which isn't common, right? For commercial to sell on a residential market. Yeah. Called him up. I called him like 10 times, 10 different days. So he finally answered. He's like, who are you? What do you want? I My elevator pitch, right? So you guys need to know your elevator pitch, who you are, what you do, what's in it for them, right? I didn't say, Tom, what can you do for me? I said, Tom, we've got cash. We'll close easy. We've got a track record. We want to buy more. He's like, can you meet? This day, yes, we can. He drove me around, showed me those properties. I bought three out of the four, right? The other four just didn't fall in my thing. The guy who's put us under contract for this and, you know, knock on wood, we'll close as long as nothing horrible happens uh, with the property. Um, he's one of the top brokers in the state. Found me on LinkedIn. I was posting what we're doing. He said, I saw you bought this. I saw you bought this. Let's meet. What are your goals, right? It's all those things. So that, that guys, that's really how it goes. Brokers are wow. the lifeblood of your business, right? We've never done anything direct to seller. I've sent mailers out. I've made some good connections with other investors, right? Um, but brokers are the lifeblood. Like I said earlier, one is the worst number. So not one broker, it's like multiple brokers out there trying to huh. find you deals, send you deals. And guys, if they send you deals, just reply back, give them feedback. Hey, this doesn't fit my criteria. Here's why. But thank you for sending it. Keep me posted if it if you find this. That helps tremendously too. So it's all it's all through relationships. That's, that's excellent. And, and just uh, that's a quick plug for uh, our broker talks. You know, segment of the ecosystem tomorrow, two p.m. Eastern. You want to learn how to talk to brokers, source your deals. That's a place you can do it. That's right. That's, that's right. That's it. Yep. Awesome. Want to open it up? Yeah, let, let's open it up for some Q&A, man. Raise your hand. We will spotlight you, and you will get a chance to engage Tony directly. Rocky, what's up, bro? 
Let's uh can you share your cameraman if you're in an inappropriate spot? There you go, brother. <laughs> you unmuted here. Yeah, yeah. I just closed it because I was just doing some work. Uh so am I allowed to ask two questions? They pretty related. I'm I saying the both at the same time. Far away, so, brother. Far away. Appreciate it. Tony, thank you so much for what what a what a what a great presentation, man. We truly appreciate it. Will and I are literally texting about it. So thank you. Mm, um awesome, two man. questions. Awesome. I'm gonna make it quick so I don't take too much time. One is do you do you use um like money center banks, regional banks, or community banks? Once you answer that, what do you look in a in a building? Do you look for market cap rate, building cap rate, or like how can I add it? Uh, increase income or decrease expenses or do you look in what what is it worth in the future great great questions dude great question so um once you guys network with brokers then you need to go network with lenders take as many lenders as you can to lunch buy them the lunch buy them the lunch i'm telling you because that's how i learned all this about what they look for their, their risk score rating right all that so google top commercial lenders in my area we do uh, local banks. We did like Michigan State Credit Union, Frankenmuth, Michigan Credit Union, uh, Team One Credit Credit Union. So we've used a lot of credit unions. We have used the bank, Dart Bank. So local regional banks, uh, no bridge loans, none of that. Everything I've done is 80% LTV, uh, usually a 2.4 to 3 point spread over the five-year U.S. Treasury, 25-year AMS, right? Uh, so no bridge, no bridge loans, anything like that. Five to 10-year terms usually is what I do. Um, and then what do I look for? So again, I'm a bit of a unique, I don't want to say unique, but I look for what we need to look for. Right. So first thing is, am I buying it below replacement cost? Right. So when my insurance broker goes in and evaluates it, like my 16 unit, it would cost 2.4 million to build it new today. I bought it for 1.3. Perfect. Got it. So that's why, that's why I look for number one. Number two, is there value to be added? Because if there's not value to be added, I can't force appreciation, right? Number three is in an area I would feel safe at, at or my wife would feel safe at at nine o'clock at night meeting someone for the first time. Because if I wouldn't live there, I'm not going to personally invest there, right? Um, and number four, is there cash flow today? Is there a little bit of cash flow today? But can I get my money out in two to three years? Once I get my money out, for me, I'm just... I've got a free asset, right? I've got a free asset. So, and then some other things like the population trend and the poverty rating, like kind of your basics. But those are my criteria. Number one, uh, am I buying below replacement costs? Is there cash flow today? Is it like a good safe area that's going up in value? And how how quick can I get my money out? Are are, are rents low enough to where I can get my get my uh, NOI up, get my money out of the deal in two to three years? So I've got. I've got a free asset, right? That my return's infinite. So that's for us. That's for us. That's what we All do. Right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Truly appreciate it. Of course. Boom. Of course. Thanks, Rocky. Love it. Do we have more questions? If we don't have questions right now, I'm going to leave it some time and I'm going to do a little plug because Tony was just talking about the power of social media, right? And, you know, I always like to do this. You got to make sure, number one, Let's show Tony some love and make sure that we're going to shout him out on our social medias, Instagram. And number two, here's, here's if, you, if you want to be strategic about it, I'm sure Tony, I don't volunteer you right now, but I'm sure Tony will reciprocate that and we'll share. We'll share that stuff, right? I'm on sad. his platform. I'm and I guarantee you, Tony has probably a lot more followers than all of us together at this point. <laughs> so that right. means you get exposed to another audience right a bigger audience so again people need to know you so they flow you so with that being said get out your cell phones guys cell phone right here right and here's what we're going to do real quick i hope you all have your cell phones i see your cameras cell phones okay i see some cell phones let's make sure we do we do a three second take here one two three okay and then we take all a yeah. nice little, little photo here and that is number one two three photos amazing love it and that love it and that photo guys you're going to go to your ig ideally ig obviously use whatever social media channels you're very very strong on or maybe not even yet go on there say thank you tony great guy i mean just say the truth right and you freaking crushed it here tonight and threw so much freaking value at us um 
and and tag him tag us you know and then the people that you tag you know they'll reciprocate that and they'll share that stuff and now you get exposed right you get exposed to a bigger network and your network also sees you taking action matter of fact they see what you actually are doing matter of fact i'll tell you a story right now even i'm here in freaking germany and i can tell you how many people i met okay friends family whatever that i rarely speak to only when i'm here and they say man i have i know what's going on with you it's amazing i follow you everything i know what you're doing i know you bought this i know you bought that the freedom chasers absolutely amazing i love it do more of it and i'm like whoa you never said anything yeah i just like to follow you keep crushing it you know i'm like you're in freaking germany right and you see what's <laughs> going on there so and it's, it's people i don't always talk to really you know it was it was pretty incredible and that and you don't see that stuff right you don't see it but trust me it's happening. And there's a lot of people that are afraid of that, just like maybe some of you right now. And that's why they don't do it. And that's why they admire it even more. All right. That's right I just true. went on, right. on my on my little on my little ramble here. <laughs> that's good. So so raise your hand if you have a question. I want to fire one at you, Tony. What what's on the horizon for you? Are you just kind of staying the course with your uh active business and then also your real estate? Or do you have any pivots lined up in the near future? What's kind of your outlook strategy? Uh, you know, yeah. Here. Yeah, man. Great question. So, uh, yeah, before we sign off again, congrats to you guys and shout out to you guys for building this community. Um, it's, it's very powerful what you've built. And I hope, I, I know everyone does, but I hope everyone appreciates this. Like you guys said, this is free. I mean, this is a free resource. Um, and free, you know, of your guys' time and you're all, you're all parents. I'm not, I, I don't have a little baby waiting for me right now. So again, for someone who knows what it takes to build something from scratch, uh, just really kudos to you guys. I mean, this is hard to do. I've, I've seen people try and fail at building Facebook communities because they didn't come with passion. They didn't come with the giving hand and they weren't consistent. I, I told my wife, like, as soon as I sign up, they, they send you the invites for every single week between now and the end of the year. I'm like, these guys are committed. Right. Yeah. And I hope, th I hope that's what my story shared guys. I get it. Not everyone wants to build a business and, and work with that many people shit. I, I didn't even know what I was getting into half the time, right? <laughs> but I, I hope my story shared that if you just have a passion and if you commit to something, if you burn the boat and you know you and your family deserve something better than where you're at, right? We're put on earth for two reasons, to give and to grow. I mean, that's why these guys are doing what they're doing. They're giving and they're growing. The same thing with you. And if you're not growing, you're dying. The human, the human, the human being cannot maintain. It can only grow or, or decline. So when you ask me, I mean, we're growing, man. We're, we're going to close on this 56. My wife is starting a brokerage. Don't tell anybody at Keller Williams, but she's leaving Keller Williams. Because same thing. We're like, we can do it better than Keller Williams. So she's wow. starting a brokerage. We just brought all the property management in-house. So we'll have like 100 and whatever, 39 units under management. You know, we've toyed with the syndication thing may, maybe in the future. Um, it was just really important for me to go out and, and put my own money in first to, to learn it, to do it, to, to say, I believe in this so much, right? Because people will forgive yeah. a criminal before they forgive a hypocrite, right? So if you're yeah, going to say, hey, hey, come do this, well, you better be doing it too. So yeah, maybe, maybe we will in the future, but uh, uh, we're going to do that. We're going to keep supporting the freedom chasers, man, because you guys are crushing it. And I, I love Let's it. Go. So that's what we're doing. Thank yeah. you, brother. Thank you. All right, yeah, Will. Love it. Got Will raising his hands here. It's, uh, we'll ask you to unmute, bro, and fire away. Oh, got muted again. Got muted again. So one more time, Will. There you go. There we go. What's up, gentlemen? Thank you. I thank all of you guys for your time. Um, I had a quick question for Tony. Can you talk about your the the progression of your mindset when you first started buying and then obviously scaling to where where you're at now can you just walk us through kind of you know your i guess progression and, and mindset during when you really started scaling and and buying more and adding it units to your portfolio man that that is a great question um really good question because i was even reflecting on this in the beginning it was just like I'm, I'm crap. I'm cash rich asset poor. So I just, I'm going to go buy, you know, houses, right? And if they rent and cash flow, cool. I didn't know about NOI. I didn't know about forced appreciation. I didn't know about cash out refinance and infinite returns. So then it was like, okay, well, if this one tenant leaves, I'm 100% vacant. So let's get a duplex. And okay, if one leaves, right, let's get a fourplex. Try to just trickle up. What really shifted was once I learned the NOI game. 
and that and like what I'm sure these guys have taught you the magic formula, right? For every one dollar of increase in income, divide that by the cap rate. That's your valuation increase. Yeah. Like like when you understand that, it's so powerful. So really, then understanding that, and then once I did my first cash out refinance just a few months ago, then it's like whoa. If I just keep doing this, I'm scaling with no more money added in. The hard part in the beginning is we were, I mean, dude, we would empty our savings account every property, right? And then we'd replenish it back up and empty. I mean, that's scary, right? That's a scary thing to do. Um, but then once you realize, wow, I can use my portfolio to buy the next property and buy the next property and buy the next property, that was huge. And then just recently, I spoke with Ben Mala. I don't know if any of you guys follow him on YouTube, really entertaining guy. I paid the money, I booked a call. And he's like, what I'm gonna challenge you to do is, cause I was like, I'm, I don't wanna ever sell anything. I don't, I don't wanna ever sell anything. He's like, you only grow when you sell. Cause after you refinance and stabilize, you can't get any really any more money out except for another five years, right? So he's like, look at everything. If you have that 10 year cash flow, sell it. Take the money today and trade up. So that was a very powerful thing too, is viewing every piece in my portfolio. It's not just sitting there. I mean, we're 32. When I'm like 62, I'll let things sit there. But we're trying to grow. So looking at every piece of my portfolio as can I sell it? Can I sell this $300,000 asset and go buy a $600,000 asset? Great. Then can I sell that 600,000 and go buy a 1.2? It's about increasing your net worth and your, your overall real estate owned, right? Once you guys get into this, you'll do your uh, global real estate owned. They want to see everything you own. And the, the goal is to get that number up, right? Get that number up. So we're at 12 million. If we get this next one, we're at 17 million. Then how do I get that 17 million to 30 million and then 30, right? So those were just some of the, the, the big mindset shifts along the way. That's gold. Thank you so much for sharing and guys, great questions throughout the way. It's, it's been fun. Definitely look forward to being back. So thanks for your time. Thank you, Will. All right. I would say we bring it home. It's 927. We got three minutes to close. Tony, man, thank you so much for, for, for joining. It's, it's been long overdue, matter of fact. It's been long overdue. We had a blast. I had a blast. I think I speak for Trevor. I think I speak for Victor and Absolutely. everybody here yep. had a blast. Appreciate you guys. Killing it. Keep it up. If there's ever anything I can do for you, uh, please let me know. And, and anyone listening, if there's ever anything I can do for anyone here, we're all, we're, we're all in it to win. There's plenty of pieces of the pie for everyone to win. Thank you guys. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Y'all don't forget to show Tony love. On the IG, we dropped all his links in the chat. Check out his links and what he's got going on in the chat as well. Tony, we really appreciate you, man. Yes, Tony. You guys. All right. Thank you, Until next time, we'll see you. Until next all right, time, bro. All right, bye-bye. All right, guys, let's bring it home then. Man, what an amazing guest tonight. How was that? I, I, I must say, I, I must really say, you know, I mean, I enjoy every time we're on here, but I must say, I really, really, really enjoyed tonight. That, that, was, that, good, was, that was a lot of fun. So guys, with that being said, um, bringing it home here, here's the, the ecosystem for this week. We got Peter uh, tomorrow that's doing the broker, uh, the broker talks call, learn how to speak to brokers. Tuesday, napkin underwriting here with Will, Aldo and Ed. And then on Wednesday, I think it's Victor's turn again, right? Victor's turn with the advanced underwriting, guys. So it's going to be a week full of uh, deep underwriting. And matter of fact, throw deals at these guys, right? There we, have, we have an actionable time within those Zooms where we can go into, into your deals as well, guys. So send that over to these guys if you have something cooking or if you just want to verify it, check it, um, triple check it, whatever, uh, poke holes in it, whatever the case may be, or, or just get it to the next step, right? Um, last but not least, again, DealMaker Live, uh, not there yet, bro, but close, but DealMaker Live, <laughs> DealMaker Live in Dallas, right? Just a quick reminder again, June 1st to 3rd, if you're wanting to attend DealMaker Live with Michael Blank, let any of, uh, of us know, we can send you that 50% off code. I think it comes down to only 300 bucks when you have that 350% off code a for a conference less. of yep. three days. Yeah. For a conference of three days, I tell you that that's, that's really, really uh, and a freedom chasers meetup and a freedom chasers meetup exactly that's obviously free <laughs> <laughs> right as always um so keep that in mind and uh, am i missing anything brother am i missing anything right now that that we need to share i would just say we go to this one 
And then I, yeah, I want to exactly. mention a little something right here. After yeah, exactly. So, this. so before we, we, I hand it over to Trevor here, me as a German, I'm very thankful for this country as well, although I am in Germany. And so with that, we want to obviously remember and honor um, our fellow, I'm going to say our, right? Fellow soldiers also within the U.S. here um, next Sunday. Um, and to do so, we will take next Sunday off. Be with your family, guys, you know, spend that time with your loved ones. Um, and we will be back in a couple of weeks. But I know Trevor wants to share a little bit here as well. But happy Memorial Day from me here. I'm excited to be back in the country tomorrow. Brother, over to yeah, you. That's right. Yeah, I just want to say, mark your calendars. We will be back in action on the activation Zoom June 4th. We already have our guests scheduled. An absolute baller in the real estate space and an incredible person overall, super dynamic in every aspect of life. You do not want to miss June 4th activation Zoom. So back to you, Marcel. That's all I wanted to yeah. say. Love it. And obviously we'll make sure that that gets communicated to all of you. Super excited for that as well, but also looking forward to for two weeks here, go full circle and spend some good time on an extended weekend with the family. Because remember, number one priority amongst everything is always the family. Always the family over everything. So with that being said, I'm going to say happy Sunday night. Go crush it this coming week. Let's move the needle one more step. And you know, we always leave with high energy. Trevor is pushing up the volume here. So with that being said, peace out, guys. Let's, let's turn on the music here and see you in two weeks on this Zoom again. Peace out. <laughs>